Welcome to the first episode of On Call with Dr. Dave. My name is Dr. Craig. I'm an emergency room physician. I've been practicing for a little more than 10 years. Um, and you can imagine in the ER, we see everything and anything. On top of being able to practice in the past 10 years, I've been a night shift only physician for about eight of those 10. That's and brutal. so uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, and the weirdest stuff comes out at nights. The funniest yeah, things definitely. come out at nights. It's just people should be in bed. <laughs> I, the, the more I work in the ER overnight, the more I realize if you're in bed, things are fine. Things are okay. You know, and, and half the time when somebody comes in, they're not feeling well, and we do our best to take care of them and help them feel better. My closing statement as I walk out of the room is, let's get you home and in bed. And they just yeah. are so appreciative <laughs> that they get to go home and go to bed. So I don't get to go home and go to bed, no, but never. they do. <laughs> nope. But I love that. Um, and work in the night shift, it means you you work on various, of course, holidays, weekends, everything else when everybody else is having a great time. So it might be a Friday night with a party in town. It might be Halloween. It might be New Year's Eve. And so you get to see everything that everybody has been doing all night long, but the kind of the end results of the party, what isn't shown afterwards, you know, <laughs> just kind of the rest of the story or the behind the scenes. Yeah. One night uh, it was. I don't know, late two or three in the morning. And uh, somebody said, you need to go into room seven to go see this, uh, this patient. He doesn't know what he's here for, but if you'll go in, we can try to figure it out. And I thought, well, that's interesting because always somebody, when they come to the ER, it's for a specific reason. They say, I'm here because I have chest pain. I'm here because I broke something. I'm here because I don't mm -hmm. feel well. This one, the, the, this gentleman did not know what it was that he was there for. So I walked in and I said, this will be interesting. And the nurses sit there and stare at me as I'm about to walk in the room. And I didn't know if there was something I had done wrong or something I was about to do wrong, or if they were just waiting to see what my reaction would be. I opened the door and in the corner sits a clown, not a clown in the symbolic <laughs> sense of somebody who might be mistreating others or somebody who you want to label a clown, an actual clown dressed up head to toe, large <laughs> shoes, full makeup, the hair oh, out of the ear, the whole deal. And he's just sitting in the corner, kind of just picking his fingernails, going through his evening. And I said, well, welcome. And of course, my, I, you can't, how do you not smile if you see a clown? I, I have a big smile on my face. And I said, welcome to the ER. Uh, my name is Dr. Craig. I'm here to help take care of you. And he said, uh, I'm not really sure why I'm here, but I, this is where I need to be. And I said, great. If you feel like you need to be here, I want you here. And you could tell something was just a little off. He was just a little hyper, just a little out of it. And I said, do you feel well? Is there anything hurting? Uh, you know, has anything happened tonight that brought you here? And he says, I just, this is where I need to be. I need I need to get worked up. Um, I just, I don't feel my, myself and things are a little bit off. So I said, okay, you know, let's get you taken care of. I get him into the bed, get a warm blanket, put a warm blanket on him. It was late at night. I don't know where he'd been that night or what was going on. <laughs> He was very appreciative. And I said, I'm going to walk out of the room. I'm going to go to my computer. I'm going to put in a few orders, just some really basic stuff. Let's make sure you're okay. And then we're going to get you home and in bed. Oh, they love that. Get, get to go home and go to bed. So I walk out of the room and I walked probably 15 or 20 paces. Nurses are, are smiling at me, laughing because they, you know, who, who expects to see a full clown in a room? No. And I got 15 paces and realized, uh-oh, I need to sign these orders that I'm about to put in for these labs. I left my pen in the room. I turn around to go back to the room. This is a total of 30 seconds. I mean, tops 31 seconds. And I walk in the room and the room is completely empty. 
And when I say empty, I'm not like that there was, you know, somebody was leaving the room or that the mm-hmm. door had been opened and then the door was empty. I closed the door behind me. It was still closed. I walked in the room. There was nobody in the room. And I thought to myself, this is absolutely insane. And I look around the room, left, right. Nobody's there. I checked under the bed because, yes, we do have patients that will get under the bed sometimes. Nothing there. And I just completely baffled, confused, start to walk out of the room. When I look up to the ceiling and notice one of the ceiling panels has been slid over. Oh, my gosh. And I thought to myself, (laughs) what did this clown do? Now I'm a little more in the clown symbolically as well as the physical appearance of this young man. Uh, What did this clown do? And as I walk uh, out of the room, I hear, as if it were raccoons in an attic, a scraping sound of something going on in the ceiling up above. And I thought, well, this poor guy, number one, it's not safe for him to be up there. But number two, I need to make sure he's okay mentally that he's climbing up in the ceiling. Um, I walk around the corner and I start to follow the sound as it goes to the ceiling. And I can trace where he's trying to crawl or where he's going. And the only way I can think to get him down is to get an ivy pole, a very large pole, and start hitting the best I can (laughs) the ceiling panels where I think he's going to be. And if I can move a ceiling panel enough to see him and or communicate with him, I can tell him, hey, come on down. And so I I hit one of the ceiling panels, no go. I hit the second one. You know, the scurrying got more rapid and frantic as he moved away. And I hit the third ceiling panel and out of the ceiling crashed with panels, insulation, a small bundle of wires, everything, a clown right (laughs) onto the ground of the ER. Uh, big shoes got caught a little bit in the, in the, you know, the, the rafters above, but as he hit the ground, he jumps up, he looks at me, reaches and gives me the biggest hug. And he goes, I think I feel much better now. I got to get out of here. And he runs out of the door. That was the last <laughs> I ever saw of the clown. You I have, no, no follow up at all. You have no idea like what he was doing or why he came back. <laughs> for all I know, he, he is now uh, running for political office. He could be, uh, creating the cure for COVID he could be living, uh, you know, in an apartment building somewhere, going to college. I have no idea what this guy's doing now with the rest of his life. But I know that night he needed to be in the ER, and maybe he just needed to inspect the ceilings. Maybe he just needed to give me a hug. Maybe he just needed to feel better about where he was going and why he was there. But he ran out of that hospital feeling much better than he came in. So that was, <laughs> that was the time when I had a <laughs> fall out of the ceiling in the ER. I felt guilty wow, with the IV but- pole. Looking back now, I maybe should have eased up a little bit on the jamming of the IV pole, but uh, but I had to find I mean, that, him, and we yeah. found him. That sounds like just like a sitcom. Like he disappears in the ceiling. I I didn't think a ceiling would support somebody crawling up there anyway. Like I'm surprised he made it up there, didn't fall through right in the room. I, I'm baffled there's, that was even a possibility for him to disappear into the roof. <laughs> there's nothing about that encounter that made me think that that should have happened or would have been possible to happen. <laughs> Usually, even wow. just the fact that you walk into the ER, you know, by the time the nurses are able to help out and, and get the patient into a gown and get him settled, nope, he was still in the full clown outfit because they knew that I needed to see him in a full clown outfit. <laughs> and that's what made the whole thing 10 times better than it probably should have ever been. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, luckily, luckily, we look back at it and we want to retrace our steps, you know, those are things. And he was, he was fine. I mean, everything about him uh, was fine. He probably had yeah. a little too much to drink that night or, or a little too much of something else. And, and well, uh, he probably and, had a few new bruises after hitting the ground after coming out of the ceiling too. Like he definitely had a few things coming out of the ER that he didn't come come in. If with. he wouldn't have jumped up and and gave me a hug and said I need to get out of here, I would have uh, I would have been a little more concerned. But he looked better <laughs> than I'd ever seen. Healthier, I mean, a good healthy person. 
healthier than wow. most people. So good for him. We <laughs> yeah, did not charge him. him for that visit. He was not billed for that visit. Yeah, we didn't. I, I don't know. I mean, where do you even send the bill? I mean, is there is there a, a clown, you know, a university that you could send the bill to? Is there? Yeah. I don't even know where you send that. So he was like cleared, cleared and ready hug, to go home. You know? Yeah. Get, got him home and in bed. Awesome. So um, that's one one thing that happened. I mean, it has been a few years ago, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I can't remember. But the other side of all that is that this humanity side of things that you see in the ER. And, and we do, uh, in medicine in general, we do hard things. I mean, if, from every specialty, from every corner of what it is that we look at, if it's a pediatrician, if it's your ophthalmologist, if it's a podiatrist, if it's a, uh, an ER physician, if it's a surgeon, you are taking care of people when something has happened to them that is out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. Something's broken and it's not working. I mean, you can imagine a mechanic who, who uh, um, is taking care of people's broken cars. That changes their life because they can't get around. They can't take care of things. When it's your own body, it is constantly with you. If, it, if it's something that you are unable to breathe, if you can't move a certain part, if you're sick, uh, those are, are uh, sometimes threatening events for your immediate term and oftentimes in my in my field life-threatening events mm-hmm. and so what we do is hard and emotionally it can weigh a toll on us and we have every right i do believe this i think we have every right to express our emotions and to make sure that we are well taken care of emotionally but it's hard to find that sometimes in the medical world it's hard to find people that will sympathize with us when they themselves mm-hmm. are in the moment of their extreme in the moment of their um need and and their need for us to help them mm-hmm. we i see death often um i wish I, sometimes i had a different profession where i don't see it i'm grateful for the position that i'm in to be with other people at that time in a lot of ways it, one um lady gave me a perfect example of the reason that i'm grateful that i get to participate in that her husband had been sick for years they were elderly um, he had battled cancer for a while, was in remission for a while. Uh, the cancer came back with a vengeance, and they decided to stop all supportive measures and to let it pass peacefully and calmly as they could. Uh, he was sick one evening, and they brought him in. And it, even though his heart rhythm wasn't normal, we thought it was stronger than, it, than what we initially anticipated. And we put him into a room, kind of got him comfortable and get things settled in. And as the family was back, this was a man, obviously, who was loved. He, his wife was there. He had three children there. Two or three grandkids were out in the waiting room, and they were all there to see dad or grandpa as he was sticking in the hospital, not knowing when his last moment might be. They invited me into the room, the family did, to check on him one more time because they noticed that it looked like he was sleeping heavily. As I walked in the room, I realized that not only was he sleeping heavily, but these were his last moments to pass. And I, I put my arm gently around his wife and I said, now's a good time for you to say goodbye. Let's invite the family in. And we did that. I like to step aside in those moments. I don't need to be right there at the bedside. I don't need to be Mm -hmm. right, you know, on top of the family, but I can go back to the corner of a room, still be in the room and still managing what I need to medically and be there for the family as they need it. And as I was sitting back in the room, he passed away. Family was upset. This was something that was expected. He was comfortable the entire time. And it was a nice experience to see someone so loved remain loved, even at that end stage of their lives. And as I walked over to kind of turn the monitor off, get rid of the long beeps and the noises and the pauses, his wife looked over at me. This is an elderly woman with all of her family around. And she put her arm around me and said, this must be so hard for you. 
And I thought to myself, what a deep sentiment that this woman, of all the people, of someone here as an extreme, of who she'd been married decades and decades to and raised this beautiful family and spent this wonderful life with, that she would, in that moment, think of the things that I had to do in my line of work and the troubles that I would have to go through and to say, this must be so hard for you to see your patients pass away, to see those that you care for lose their battle, quote unquote. Uh, we lose faith in humanity sometimes. We do. We lose, we see such odd things, such terrible things, things that should never happen necessarily to people or that are hard for us to correct. But every now and then someone walks in the room or you pass time with a patient or with a patient's family that make you realize people are generally good and they genuinely want to support what you're doing to help them. And it was a unique moment for me to see a woman who uh, had every right in the world to need comfort and for me to comfort her to turn around and give me just a brief moment of comfort. Um, it was a wonderful family experience. I was grateful I was there for that. Um, they're not all that way, but those are the small ones that keep me going when, when I do have questions about what I'm doing for a living or what mm -hmm. I want to do the next day or the next shift. And so uh, yeah. just a different story. Yeah, that's that's a sweet moment. I, I don't spend as much time in the hospital as you, but I often get called into the hospital. And I, I'm sometimes very surprised by how appreciative people are that I come in. You know, like I'm on call. That's part of what I'm there to do. That's the agreement I have with the hospital. But I come in sometimes and the first thing they do is say, I, I'm so sorry you had to come in or I know you must have been home with your family. Thank you so much for coming in. And more often than not, that happens. And I, I agree, a lot of times these patients are in the scariest or saddest moments of their lives when they need me to come into the hospital. And yet there's that humanity where they still have this empathy for me as the doctor coming in for them. And so it does help. There's those moments in medicine where you see kind of the worst in humanity, but there are those moments where you see like, you know what, deep down, there's that connection that we're all seeking for. And there is that love and that connection that they share with me sometimes too. And sometimes I walk out feeling better from meeting them. And I know like, it's this reciprocal thing. I'm there, I help them. But also when I meet those loving, pleasant patients, I sometimes leave feeling better about myself too. Oh yeah. I, there, there are a lot of things wrong with the field of medicine today. There's a lot of things that, that people argue over and fight back and forth and, and there's valid points on every side of those arguments. They, the healthcare worker, the nurses, the physicians, the hospital staff, we get pushed aside in those arguments oftentimes, blamed mm -hmm. sometimes in those arguments or supported, but we're just discarded uh, through the whole process. It feels like it feels like that to us sometimes. And uh, I still look at all that mess going on. I still look at all these problems and all these issues that need to be solved. And I love my job. I love it that I get to go talk to these people. I love that I get to stand in a corner of a room and share that moment with a family. I love that I get to walk into a room and have a clown make my entire year. Um, and, and I don't get those. I wouldn't get those opportunities sometimes in different professions no. or other things. I just, mm -hmm. you just don't get it. So I love what I do. And, and every time a, a pre-med student or somebody comes in, you know, a college kid that's thinking about going into medicine and they're able to spend some time with us and they say, you know, it's really hard. And, so-and-so said I should never go into medicine or I should never do this. I tell them, ah, it's great. I love every single minute that I do. And regardless of what happens with all the policy changes or issues or things that change out, I have a great job. I really like what I do. So, Well, Dr. Craig, I appreciate your time. Thank you for sharing your stories with us. And I'll talk to you later. 
Thanks, Dr. Dave. Hi, this is Dr. Dave. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Please rate, review, and share this episode so that we can continue to get you more stories in the future.